This is the Ned Group Investments Podcast, a space where you can learn more about our fund managers, the funds they manage, as well as getting up-to-date and important developments affecting the investment world and how they might be relevant to you. We're going to wrap up today with Ray Wallace. Ray is known to all of you. Ray is the Chief Investment Officer of Taquanta Asset Managers, and they manage our liquidity range, our cash solutions range of funds, and have done so since these funds all started or yeah, since inception of every single one of our liquidity funds. We've been very impressed with the way that Taquanta have navigated these markets, and our funds have done exactly what we would have hoped they would do. Over to you, Ray. Yeah, as Sean said, um, you know, the, the funds have done really well over, and we've weathered the storms pretty well. Uh, we've come through with flying colors, and, and the funds have actually emerged much stronger uh, and basically ready for what's to come. Our business has actually seen inflows over this period, and, and our assets under management have actually grown by 20 billion over the last two months. And I think what you've seen from the crisis really is that, that it's been um, an issue about liquidity. And now that we've been able to get through that sort of liquidity crisis, it's really looking forward and saying, what are the, what are the real credit risks that are going to arise in the future? And that's because of, you know, how is the economy going to do going forward? And, and we, we have yet to see what's going to happen there. The phrase cash is king is as relevant now as it's ever been. But, you know, everybody on this call, I, you know, I assume already understands that, and that's why you, you're listening in. One of the mottos that I kind of live by are, are that things are never as good as you expect and they're never as bad as you expect, but it's very difficult under these lockdown conditions to to, to make sure that that still applies. So, you know, we, we need to, to listen to, to what sort of people like Nikki have to say on, on, on what the, the potential outcome is and what the real bad or worst case scenario is going to be in the future. I'm kind of more inclined to believe a science fiction writer at the moment than any investment analyst, because really nobody knows what you know what's going to happen in the future. This is something we've never experienced in 100 years, and and even then, you know, in the 1920s we didn't have social media and and all the information that we've got at hand now. So things have, are just in a in a completely new realm at the moment, and and. That, in my view, is really why ca- cash is still a great place to be for the next while. You know, it's something that that's going to give you the flexibility and the ability to move and adapt to any condition that comes up. So, really, as you know, the big question really comes down to: is you're sitting on cash. What do you do with that cash? What are the options to do it? And from a somebody like a corporate treasurer's perspective, there, I guess, at the moment, there are quite limited options going forward. One of them would be to say, you know, the, the, the most simple one would be to keep your cash at your favorite bank and say, I'm not willing to take any additional credit risk. I, I, I like the guys at this bank. They do a good job and I'm going to keep my money liquid on call. The other options are to hold a, a range of fixed deposits with your bank or to buy NCDs and try and manage you know, around that process. Or finally, you, you know, the, the, the real last option is, is to put your money as a lot of you have been in, in funds like the, the cash solutions range that you've got and let professionals manage that process for you and try and get the best yield in the market at the time. So if you go, if we analyze these potential scenarios, I think putting cash on call at the moment is just hugely inefficient. You know, at 4%, it's not giving you a, a, a great yield. It, it's flexible, uh, but you're also, you're taking risk on one individual institution and not that the banks are bad, because I mean, you know, uh, um, most of our exposure at the moment is is to the big four banks. So I think you're pretty safe with a bank at the moment. But you're just really not making your money work by having it on call when you can get access 
uh, same day or next day through through other methods and pick and a yield picker. So at the moment, in my view, the choice really becomes between holding something like a fixed deposit or a longer dated NCD uh, and especially fixed rate ones uh, um, versus some sort of money market fund or, or income fund. So if we take an example at the moment, currently on the screens uh, I'm seeing for a one-year fixed NCD, you're looking at about 4.9%. Uh, an income fund like the core income fund is currently yielding on a running yield 6.6%. So that's about 170 basis point pickup for a diversified bank risk effectively, and you then have one-day liquidity. So, you know, but obviously the, the question then says, okay, right, what's going to happen to this income fund's yield over the next while with rate cuts coming through and with the remaining 2% rate cut that's already through there? So our expectation is that the 660 will go down to about 550 with the current 2% rate cut coming through because obviously the assets take a while to reset to the new interest rate. So the, the rate will decline to about 550. So if, and then if we anticipate, let's say, another 50 basis cut uh, next week, we would then expect over an additional three months for the rate to come down a further 50 basis points to about uh, 5%. And that would then only, that would still be higher than, than the current 4.9% fixed rate over here. So you're looking at a, a period of, let's say, four, four to five months of, of where you on a, a very neutral basis between a fixed rate NCD and, a, and an income type fund. So really what, you, what you're trying to then say is, are rates going to come down much faster than, than, let's say, 50 basis points and another 50 basis points? Are we going to be seeing rates come down to where Nikki was talking about 1.7% inflation? Are they going to be able to take rates from you know, 4% down to 2%? So is there another 200 basis points in the offing uh, in a very short space of time? And really, we don't know. You know? So it, it, the, the obvious or common logical expectation would be that, yes, with inflation coming down, then rates would come down with that. But then we, you know, we have to look at what are the conditions required for these further rate cuts. So yes, inflation is is a major aspect of that. But are we, you know, are we 100% certain that inflation is going to come down to those levels? Is that not based on our kind of historical bias as to what's happened in the past? Yes, there will be you know, the, 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 there's situations where the economy is not growing and oil prices have come down and that sort of thing. But those are not the only factors that, that that affect inflation. What about things like the supply chain? Will there be situations where goods and services will become more sought after because a lot of businesses have gone under and so prices may actually rise over the, the medium term? So I think, you know, just sticking with one view on the world and uh, um, and thinking that there's only one direction in these things. We've, you know, I know from 30 years of being in the markets that there's no such thing as a one-way uh, directional thing. You know, when everybody's calling something in one direction, you you often get it wrong. You know, and if if everything was that simple, you I wouldn't have a job. We'd, we would all be able to do this by ourselves, and it would be relatively easy. So, I just caution against taking everything for granted that that inflation will drop and that rates will drop. But, you know, uh, it, it, you've got to go with the information that you have at hand. And, and, that, and, and it's looking like rates will go down, but, uh, you know, just caution on that. And that's, again, coming back to that uncertainty. Having cash is something that you can then adapt to changing environment 
really quickly. So again, you know, I, I'm not convinced that that rate cuts may be as deep as we think they are at the moment. You know, the 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 Reserve Bank has a job to protect the rand, for instance, and so. You know, if, if if things get very hairy, then they may have to keep rates where they are, or, or not cut as as much as they need to. So, so overall, you know, the choices that you have between going fixed and floating in an income fund, that income fund type of approach, or using money market funds, gives you that flexibility because, you know, you are getting almost fixed deposit like yields. And you're taking a little bit of risk. You might miss out on 20 basis points here or there, but I think that flexibility gives you the ability to be able to to move. And th- it's that flexibility and liquidity which is going to be king going forward for at least the next six months. And the next thing that's going to be king is the credit that you hold. So, you know, uh, Mike was talking earlier, and you can get a very good feeling from how he was talking about the banks being in very in a very good position from a capital perspective and from a liquidity perspective. So you really, I think, in this sort of, sort of environment, you have to trust the skills that are within the banks there to be able to deal with a crisis going forward. And, you know, the South African government has to look at the banking industry as almost part of the treasury in a sense that this is something they can't let go. This is so important to the country in terms of providing liquidity, in terms of providing lending into the market, into a market that is very stressed. And so they become an integral mechanism for the government to use. So we don't really, you know, nobody wants to see any banks going to the wall at, at this stage. And I don't believe that is anywhere near the case at this stage. We're looking at very strong banks, and that's why, you know, almost the entire portfolio that we, we hold is, is in these banks. So really my, you know, my story is don't place all your faith in, in the experts out there. You know, these guys trying to predict the future. Kind of use your gut instincts to guide you through this. You've already put a lot of your, your money in cash, and that's why you're listening to this call. So, so let your, your instincts guide you through this because it's really about a survival process through this. And, and I think, you know, getting a diversification of your, of your cash through this and, and trying to still get a yield pickup in it is going to do you do you well through this thing. So thanks very much for listening. Thank you, Ray. And just so everybody knows, the, the funds are well positioned as conservatively as ever, but we do meet every single day with Taquanta, our best of breed manager. That's Cash Solutions meeting with Taquanta. And we remain on our toes. Things are changing very fast. There are many scenarios that can pan out, and I can tell you that the team is, is really watching closely. So that's it. That was the experiment of a Speed Insights session. Fortunately, the technology did remain connected for, for, for all of us, and we hope that you benefited from that. It was not a replacement for the Treasury Conference. It just so happened that we did it on the day of the Treasury Conference in memory of our Treasury Conference, but we might still hold that conference, um, as Ian mentioned in the beginning. Thanks to our presenters. The whole session has been recorded and will be distributed um, on on our podcast channel and on YouTube. And as you know, we don't like to see lazy money around. So if you do have lazy money, let us know at Cash Solutions. Between us and our colleagues at Nedbank CIB, we can make sure that that cash gets put to work. Tomorrow, there's another insight session at 10. David Levinson with Robin Johnson. We'll be discussing uh, responsible investing beyond COVID-19 and releasing the results of our industry responsible investment survey. So that's it from us. Stay safe and feel free to contact us if you do need anything.
Negroup Collective Investments is an authorised collective investment scheme manager in terms of the Collective Investment Schemes Control Act. Negroup Investments does not provide advice on financial products and will only give you factual information. For further details on our funds and to view our terms and conditions, please visit negroupinvestments.co.za.